Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast. We are very excited about today's call, but before we begin the interview, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching with our product of the week. Jesse, tell us about the product that you discovered. So every pageant girl that I know runs on coffee. And what coffee can do is actually dull our smile and our teeth, making it look a little bit um, a little bit yellow and not as luminous on stage as we would like it to. So today's product is actually our teeth whitening pen by Enlightened Expressions. Okay. Now, how long does it take for this pen to start taking effect? Do girls need to use it three weeks out, two weeks out, et cetera? So I use my pen about twice a week. Um, and I think within the first week, I saw results. So that's two applications. Um, and this is formulated to really use on the go. And that's the hardest thing is no one has, no pageant girl especially, has time to sit there with trays in um, for half an hour. I mean, who has time for that uh, when we're on our way to appearances? So this particular pen just kind of, uh, you can brush it onto your teeth and it creates a protective barrier to protect against future staining. Now, can you click it like a pen? Is that how that works? And then you just color on the tooth or, I mean, give us kind of a rundown. All right. So it does look like a pen with um, a very small bristle head on the top and you click the bottom. It's not clicking like a pen, but it kind of clicks around. Um, So it clicks and that dispenses the whitening product onto the brush and you truly just draw it onto your Um, onto your teeth. I mean, recently I tried a tray and you have to boil the water and dip the tray in and form it. And I messed it up so bad. The trays are practically unusable. So if you like a no hassle whitening product, this would definitely be the easiest. Is it one of those things where if you're trying to whiten, let's say the top part, but you don't necessarily get it on the gums, is it safe to go on the gums? And also if you don't get it on the whole tooth, does it leave a yellow patch? I mean, <laughs> if your teeth were bright yellow. <laughs> but but uh, talk us through that too. Sure. Well, um, the product is formulated, so it is not damaging to the gums and it actually cleans the gums and in between your teeth. So I suggest don't be don't feel like you have to color inside the lines here. I mean, to avoid that streakiness that you talked about, um, as far as making sure that it's not splotchy or, or uneven, um, just go ahead and just color the entire surface of your teeth. I wouldn't color your gums as well, but if you do get them on your gums, don't even worry about it. Okay. And does I know with spray tan, and this is the only thing I'm liking it to, um, spray tan, it can be a little bit streaky. So do your teeth have to be pretty much bone dry in order for it to work? Or what if there's a little bit of saliva on there and then you, you do it? Um, what What's kind of the, the best way to get white teeth without it streaking or does it streak? So what I recommend is after you've brushed your teeth, because this is how I do it. So I brush my teeth in the morning. I uh, wipe them dry, so completely dry, so they have a really smooth, clean um, surface to apply. And then I get in the car, I pull out my pen out of my purse, I dab it on, and there's my commute to work. So I do recommend personally going ahead and drying the surface of your teeth prior to. Okay, last question before I get to like price and how much and where they can find it. After you whiten your teeth, are you not allowed to drink coffee within a certain hour range? Like don't drink coffee for the rest of the day, two hours, or is it fine? You just go ahead and pull through Starbucks. Well, I would say wait a half an hour after applying to make sure that you're getting the max benefit. Um, And another pageant tip too, if you are an avid coffee drinker, if you drink your coffee through a straw, that goes a long way to prevent surface stains. That's not always possible. So this is why that teeth whitening pen is so perfect. Yeah. 
what I do, I, I always drink my coffee first thing I wake up and then I brush my teeth. I feel like that. There you go. So, okay. How much does it cost? Where can they find it? Is there shipping? Is there money back guarantee? Anything like that? Well, you can always um, find it on our website, shop.thepageantplanet.com. And as we all know, always free shipping at our website. And it is $29.99. Awesome. Jesse, thank you so much for that. And once again, that's the teeth whitening pin. And you can find it on shop.thepageantplanet.com. Thank you. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Layla Nasser is a 21-year-old graduate senior at Spelman College pursuing a degree in psychology. She's been heavily involved with the Girl Scout organization for 15 years and is excited to dedicate her year to the organization that molded her into who she is today. Layla is the newly crowned USA National Miss 2016 and will be telling us how to have the courage to step outside the box during competition, which she aggressively did during her fun fashion routine. So, Layla, welcome to the call. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) And thanks for joining us. Greatly appreciate it. Um, You completed a bio that the judges use during your interview. How in the world did you manage to step outside the box right from the start so that your bio would stand out amongst, gosh, the literally like, the almost hundreds of girls that compete at USA National Miss. Well, I think one of the great things about USA National Miss is we're giving a 30-second introduction. So it's like the first thing the judges are going to hear you say when you walk into the interview. So for me personally, I I chose key points to speak on in that 30-second intro. And what I said was that I had just moved back from living in Denmark So I talked about how I studied abroad in Denmark. I was able to work on my platform as I served as an international Girl Scout leader, and I traveled to 12 different countries. And by doing that, it was able to basically guide the judges into asking me a question about Denmark first. So it's all about finding the key points that you want to touch on in your interview and make sure you put that in your 30-second speech. And They'll definitely ask you about it. So Yeah, I mean, because out of that, just organic questions arise. Even if you were just in a natural conversation at the grocery store, like, wait, wait right. you lived in Denmark? Wait, and right. you're international for Girl Scouts? Like you just want you want to know about that because those are some those are things that we all have them, but a lot of times we're so close to our personal life we don't see them. Um, right. but we all have those interesting things. So tell us like what the res- like one, what the results of that was, like you putting that on your paperwork, and, mm-hmm. and two, how you even decided to incorporate that into your paperwork. Like how did you go inside of yourself to say, oh, this is something that's interesting? Um, well, I, I figured that it would be something that was very unique. I lived in Denmark for five and a half months. And it was a hard experience for me, but I was able to work on my platform there as well. So I enjoyed myself. So I knew that putting that in there would definitely make me stand out. So I guess, you know, just making sure that it was something that not only was an experience for me, but it also like integrated my platform, which was really important that I wanted to get across in the interviews. So that's why I integrated it. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. 
Now, do you think the way information is worded on a bio can mean the difference between being typical or memorable? And if so, kind of give us an example. Hmm. That's kind of hard. I think it's more so about the presentation. So for me personally, I go with bullet points. I know some girls, you know, typically write long paragraphs, but due to the limited amount of time in the interview, I feel like going with bullet points makes it easier for the judge judges to have questions to ask for you. And it also gives them more time. So I definitely say keep your your bio short and simple so you'd have more time for the judges to ask you questions. Yeah, and I mean, most organizations are not organized enough to get the judges, the girls' bio sheets ahead of time. USA National Miss is not like that. Um, Right. However, it happens a lot. And then you have the other judges who are just so busy, they're not even looking at it until the Mm -hmm. morning of. So by doing it in very short sentences... It does. It, it helps to highlight those those great factors. Right. Um, should your bio be typed? Oh, oh my gosh! Always, always type your bio. It's it's really simple because we all have different handwritings, and you want to make sure that your document is readable and it makes it easier for the judges to ask you questions. Because no one wants to get in an interview and a judge says. So what were you trying to say? Because I really can't understand what you're, you're trying to say because of your handwriting. So I always recommend typing your bio. Always, always, always. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't go in. In pageantry, it's, it's just a job interview. It really right. is. And you wouldn't go into a job interview with, you know, crown written on, like, <laughs> of the... <laughs> a handwritten resume. You wouldn't do that. <laughs> That's just not what we do. No. So what are some of your other, I mean, that one I feel like should be obvious, but then again, we've had some VIP members submit handwritten resumes. Um, so it's, it's not obvious to everyone, but, um, cause everybody's coming in from a different level of just perspective on life, which is okay. Mm-hmm. But what other recommendations do you have for making your, your bio sheet really look professional? Hmm. Really look professional. I mean, I feel like it still goes back to keeping it short, simple, readable, and straight to the point. You know, when we talk about what we want to have on our bio sheet, you know, talk about appearances that you've done as a state title holder, make sure you have your plan of action down, just make sure everything's very organized and readable so the judges know exactly what to ask you and what would make you the perfect national title holder. That's great. Since the judges use the bio as a tool for getting to know you and developing your interview questions, what information do you feel should be included? Oh, I kind of went on a ride with that. So um, what I kind of said before. So I definitely think that you should include what you've done as a state title holder because it showcases the dedication that you already have to the system and also add in things that you've done with your platform because it also displays to the judges what type of national title holder you would be. So I think that's definitely one of the most important things, but also adding, you know, your plan of action as a national title holder. So if you were crowned that night, they would know that you were fully equipped for the job and that you would be, um, you would complete the duties as a national title holder because it's a job essentially. And then I think the last thing, which I think is very important is, you know, what type of legacy would you leave as a national title or even as a state title holder? Like what have you brought to the organization that no one else has? I think that's very important. You know, 
since we're comparing, or at least I do, compare pageantry to job interviews, um, <clears throat> I know like if you're going for a marketing position, you want to really highlight on your resume what like proves that you are a good marketer. And likewise for a manager or whatever. Um, in pageantry, what's the context going into it that you should use your paperwork to prove to the judges that you are X? What is that X? That the X, I guess, is that you're a leader and that you're able to represent for the organization. I think one of the main, well, one of the main things as a title holder is that your job is not only to promote for the system, but it's also for you to serve as a recruiting tool to encourage other people to be a part of the system. So it's just really about showing your leadership qualities and abilities as a title holder. And that's conveyed through you making appearances and making sure that you're promoting for the organization, reposting things that we're doing, um, participating in the forums and other events that we have. And we also do photo contests all the time. So just showing your commitment and that your leadership skills as a title holder, simply. Well, and you did that very strongly through your Yes, you did. <laughs> and the fact that you've lived on your own, abroad, and all that. So, I mean, they could see clearly, okay, here's a girl that we can trust and we feel like we can get behind. Obviously, you got crowned. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so contestants come, like, highly prepared to the national competition. I mean, more so than local or state. So how can someone step out of the box during interview in order to make a lasting impression when they're surrounded by so many other like well-trained, extremely talented girls? Um, and I think that simply goes back to your 30 second speech, adding in those key points, because that's the first impression that you make to the judges. That's the first thing they're going to hear you say. And I feel like getting out those key points will make you stand out. Right, completely. So what's the best way to connect with judges during interview to make them fall in love with you? So after you've done your 30-second speech and you've gotten that <clears throat> out of the way, how do you really make them fall for Layla and just start singing the song, Layla? <laughs> I mean, this is so cliche and everyone says it, but at the end of the day, it's the truth. You literally have to be yourself. Because at the end of the day, there's no one like Layla. And I every I know that I'm successful in interview because I always leave knowing that I was 100% of Layla. And I think that's the most humbling feeling, knowing that you connected with the judges being who you are. That's as, as simple as I can put it. Yeah. So for a girl that, I mean, honestly, when you are discovering yourself, and there's even certain situations where I have to remind myself, no, no, just be you. Mm -hmm. um, because when you're around maybe other people that you feel like you have to put on airs for, or maybe right. you perceive them as more successful, more cool, more attractive, whatever, um, you kind of default to try to act like you perceive them to be. So how right. do you keep that, that baseline of, no, I'm just going to be Layla, even in the pressure situations like a national pageant where right. you might try to put on airs or try to, impress rather than be authentic yeah and I think that's so hard because for me and I'm being completely honest here going into a national competition it's hard not to compare yourself to other girls you're right you look at people's Facebooks you look at what other people are doing you're like oh my god she's awesome she did this and she did that 
And I think for me, it goes back to having an awesome support system. So having my family always reminding me, look, Layla, you're a great woman. You've done a lot of things with your title. You've done a lot of things with Girl Scouts and you would make the perfect national title holder. So just having that support system and being able to talk to people when I'm feeling like defeated almost. But um, I feel like it's different for everyone, but it's extremely hard going into a national competition because, you know, everyone goes in, everyone's worked hard, everyone's done appearances. So, you know, you just have to be comfortable with being yourself and kind of find a way to not cloud yourself and comparing yourself to others. So, yeah. One one of the ways that's really helped me, and I I don't know like where I learned this or if I just did it through trial and error, um, Mm -hmm. is that whenever someone intimidated me about whatever, the way they looked, how much money they had, how much success they had, or whatever caused me to feel insecure in that particular situation, I would compliment them on how I perceived them to be. So if they had a really strong personality, I'm like, gosh, I just, I love how tenacious you are. Or if they're extremely attractive, like, gosh, I mean, you're like built like, like a, a big, like, like I was at a bodybuilding competition. This guy was like six six, three hundred and fifteen pounds. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're a tank. You know, it's like, oh my, I mean, I felt like a toothpick, like swaying in the wind. So what, what that did for me is it neutralized the situation and allowed me to just like be me. Um, and it, it took the, the edge off and know every person I compliment, I'm not intimidated by it. It's just a part of my demeanor, but mm-hmm. that helps for me to neutralize the situation. So if anybody else is out there like me, try it, see if it works. So and it's, it's crazy that you say that because I actually find myself doing that. And I did that a couple of times throughout the competition. Like, because like I said, we, you know, we watched what girls do throughout their year and things that they're doing with their platform. You're like, Oh my God, she's awesome too. So I compliment the people. I'm like, Oh girl, I saw what you did with your platform the other day. That's awesome. So I think that's definitely a great tool. And I encourage other people to do that also. Yeah. It kind of takes the, um, Gosh, it, it takes the jealousy out of it. If you can right. pay someone a genuine compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also helps too. That, that There's a philosophy that you can only see in others what you are, whether right. that's good or whether that's bad. So if you see someone, you're, like, you're somewhat feeling jealous about their platform or the way they walk, you could not even notice that in them if you too did not have a good walk or if you too did not have a good platform. So, um. So regarding interview, I mean, mm-hmm. first impressions, before you even open your mouth, they see you walk through the door. So give us kind of like, I mean, do you stand out wearing pants in interview? Do you stand out wearing dresses, skirts? Talk to us about colors, jewelry. How do you stand out through fashion? Well, I feel like you should always go with, a color that complements your skin tone. So for me, I usually go for bright colors, but more specifically a lime green. Um, when it comes to jewelry, I say very, very simple. Like you don't want the judge, like you walk in, judges see these big blingy earrings. So always go, I usually go with a, a little hoop, nothing more than a hoop and a small bracelet. Um, with hair and makeup, I usually do like a soft beachy wave with my hair, very natural makeup, but I don't really feel like you need to do much for interview because you're very close to the judges and you don't want to, 
you don't want to have an outfit that's too much, I would say. So very simple, very simple and natural. Yeah, that certainly is a trend right now. And I mean, when you're on stage, if you have the really small hoop earrings, the judges won't be able to see them. That's why the girls have those massive chandelier earrings. (laughs) Yes. Their earlobes are hanging down like they're in a, you know, you know, anyway, so your lives are hanging <laughs> down. Um, and, but the reason is you got stage lights, you, you judges are further away, et cetera, and they look nice. But if you wear those in the interview and you go to answer the question, the judge might be like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Your earrings were talking to me. Right. <laughs> now, You're so right. <laughs> does this, does, I mean, USA Nationalists, I mean, they have several different age groups. Um, <laughs> Does this ring true for all the different age groups? I mean, when you're looking through the, the different national winners of um, the preteen divisions, et cetera, uh, did they follow a similar pattern? Yeah, I, I really believe that everyone's just very simple and have an outfit that kind of that really expresses their personality, but at the same time, it's just a natural look. And I don't think you need to do much for your interview attire ever, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the trend, natural and soft. Natural and soft. Now, you competed in the runway segment of competition, and you had, you know, a unique (laughs) style that you tell everyone about. Do you believe that, like, having a unique style, like, gave you an edge in this phase of competition? (laughs) And then people are going to be surprised when I actually say that, say this. But I really don't think that you need to have a unique style per se, because when you think about what the runway competition is for, it's about showcasing the confidence that you have. So it's not necessarily about the outfit, but I'll explain my outfit. So my outfit was, I call it the illusion, but the designer actually calls it the high bed dress. So basically um, when I walk, it looks like an evening gown. But when I pose, it turns into a jumpsuit. <laughs> so that was, that, I really believe that that expresses my personality. I'm very outgoing and uh, very easy to talk to. So I wanted to just do something that kind of stepped out of the box, but wasn't too much. And I got a lot of good feedback and some that wasn't so good. But, you know, it, it made me stand out, yes. But like I said, it's not about the outfit. It's about, you know, showcasing your confidence when you walk on stage. That's what the runway competition is for. Completely. And, and you can get away with certain things during the runway yeah. that you might not be able to get away with in an evening gown. Agreed. Okay. How do you know, like, when you're doing this, how do you know that when you stepped out of the box, like, enough? Or if you've gone too far? I mean, what was your parameter? Did you use other people? Did you just kind of follow your own instinct? Walk us through that. So when I first saw her design, it was a little bit more, I guess you can say, sexy than I wanted it to be. So I asked her if she could tone it down a little bit. And then I kind of went to the opinion of like my mom and my peers and a couple other people that I'm close to in the pageant world getting their opinions. And, you know, at the end of the day, who's wearing the outfit? I'm wearing the outfit. So I just wanted to make sure that it was some, it was a decision that I was comfortable with and that I felt confident in it. So, I mean, although like some of the people that I reached out to didn't initially like the outfit, when they saw me walk on stage, they were like, wow, we could see how you liked it and you were confident in it. 
So I feel like when it comes to choosing an outfit that you don't really know whether it's too far or not, ask for other opinions, but really stick with your instinct and your gut feeling. Because if you feel confident, it will be conveyed to the judges also. Now, girls, when they see you on stage, they see a confident girl and they see your outfit and they see your walk, your poses, etc. What happens inside of your mind that like, cause the confidence has to come from somewhere and it comes from the belief that you are those things that you exude on stage. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you read books? Do you do like a, a mantra before you go out? I mean, are you just constantly whispering yourself to keep your confidence high? Give us some of the insight into mentally what's happening. Well, Typically, I pray, 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 pray right before you get on stage. And I also, something that I do is I listen to motivational videos. Um, It's kind of something that keeps me going and puts it in my mind, like, to be confident, be who you are. And at the end of the day, that's always going to be enough. So those are two things that I do. But, yes, it's different for everybody. So, yeah, I feel like you just kind of find, you got to find what, What's something that brings out your confidence, really? It's awesome. So outside of the belief of like just knowing that you are worthy of the crown, what mm-hmm. are some other practical tips that you can give girls with modeling during the runway area of competition? Um, let's talk about walk, speed of walk, posing, um, even accessories, just whatever you think is, is good. Well... For modeling specifically, keep it short and simple, especially at nationals because there are so many girls and judges are going to like doing so many score sheets. So I say keep it short and simple. You don't have to really do much. You have the exits to go to. Do your little modeling there and get off the stage. Um, When it comes to pace of walking, I mean... I don't really listen to the music. I kind of just walk. Like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I tune on everything when I'm walking. So I guess just go with a comfortable pace, but not too slow, not too fast, because this is runway. Um, as far, did you say jewelry? Are you talking about jewelry? Yeah, I mean, I, I was just giving some options. But yes, I, I did say accessories. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that just depends on the outfit that you're wearing. But I didn't really have that. I just had some earrings on because my outfit was already a lot going on. So depending on, you know, what your outfit is, that should definitely decide whether you're going to wear a lot of accessories or not. Yeah. And and when you're walking off of stage, every girl listening, please don't do that, like, wrap around where you're kind of looking back at the judges while you're walking off stage. Just, they've already judged you. You know, it's okay. Like, you don't like, turn to where you're going. Don't trip. You know, just focus on where you're going. Like, that last look over the shoulder, a judge isn't going to be like, oh, I had her as an eight, but she looked over the shoulder. <laughs> you know, they've already scored. They're looking at the next girl. Um, <laughs> so what advice do you have girls have for girls wanting to step out of the box in evening gown? Hmm. Evening gown. I mean, I feel like evening gown, you should really just choose something that's elegant and shows that you're very poised and you know once again it goes back to your confidence and like your personal comfort zone so choose whatever that choose an an evening gown that makes you feel confident I mean that's like the best advice I could give that's great and then tips for hair and makeup um (sighs) after that 
I mean, obviously for makeup, you have to do stage makeup because you don't want your face to be washed out. There's stage lights. So obviously you go a lot heavier than what you would do in interview. You know, some girls put on three pairs of lashes, which we do all the time. But, you know, just make sure that you have enough makeup on so your face is not washed out. And then as far as hair, it kind of just depends on what type of evening gown that you're wearing. I typically like to go with my hair down, but some people like to go with their hair up. It really just depends on the evening gown style. Did you say three pairs of eyelashes? Yeah, you've never you've never heard of any putting anybody putting three pairs of eyelashes on? I mean I do fake lashes. I didn't <laughs> I think I've I've done it once or twice. <laughs> that is a lot of lashes. No it is. <laughs> Are there eyes underneath there or what? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, so in your tip, like you've given a lot of great advice, and mm-hmm. um, you know you hit it from a lot of different angles. But if you had to almost like narrow it down to to one piece of advice that you would give to girls hoping to wear your crown next year, mm-hmm. what what would that what would that be? Hmm. I think I would say. To not sweat the little stuff. And, like, although I had a great time at the national pageant, when I tell you, a lot of things went wrong. From my dress ripping right before me getting on the stage, to my shoes ripping, to an earring ripping, to getting into a car accident. The craziest things (laughs) went on during that pageant. And the one thing that I did was stay calm. And it's, it's just crazy thinking about how, like, I didn't let any of that stuff mess with my confidence and my ability to do well in interview, to walk well on stage. And I think it's just all about being able to remain humble and to remember who you are all the time. So, because all that stuff happened and I still walked away with the crown, so. Well, right. But, I mean, were you reading books? I mean, you mentioned prayer earlier where you just like father help me (laughs) when my so I was practicing in my fun fashion and it ripped and I was like how first of all I have to compete tomorrow how how is this gonna happen so we went to a seamstress everything and it's so funny because everything ended up working itself out so I was able to stay calm but having my mom there my mom she's the most calm woman I've ever met in my life like, I don't, I don't know how she does it, but sometimes just being around here, her and having her spirit and making sure that she's praying for me and that we're okay. Like, she always just reminds me of that. So I think having that support system is huge for me. Um, but then kind of sitting back and remembering that it's not about the outfits that you wear. It's not about your shoes. It's not about your earrings. It's about you and about what you're going to bring to the table. Yeah. Because they're not judging. I mean, of course, the outfits matter. But it's really about you and the confidence that you convey. So yeah, that's yeah. You can have the most amazing girl in the most amazing outfits, but if the confidence isn't there and the personality isn't there, then it's it's not going to convert. And right. you know, clearly, they had both in you. So amazing girl, <laughs> amazing wardrobe, amazing confidence, and you walked away with one of the biggest titles in, in pageantry. Like, it's, I mean, you're National Miss. It's huge. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, now I know the people listening can go to um, Pageant Planet and click Directory and then click Find a Pageant, and then USA National Miss is, like, right there. 
But right. If they wanted to go directly to the USA National Miss website, what is that URL and what are the um, what are the social media channels? Okay, so it's usanationalmiss.com. And we're on Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, every social media site you can think of. So for my personal Instagram, it's USA National Miss 2016. The full organization's Instagram is USA National Miss Scholarship Organization. Our Twitter is also USA National Miss. Our Snapchat is USA National Miss as well. And um, I think that's really it. You can follow me on my personal um, social media, which is Layla Aisha on social on Instagram. And then my Facebook is also Layla Aisha. And my Snapchat is Queenie Lay. Queenie Lay. I yeah. like it. All right. Well, thank you so much for just the, the wisdom and the pearls of advice and you're just an absolute gem. Thank you so much for having me. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.